there, this is Grace O'Brien coming to you from my house in Granger, Indiana, and you're listening to Rooted, a podcast focused on faith-based conversations that matter to the Huntington University community. As we are forced to wrap up the school year remotely, we wanted to give seniors an opportunity to reminisce about their time at Huntington, update us on how quarantine is impacting them, and share their hopes for the future in what we are calling Rooted Senior Conversations. Take three, baby. Okay. Third time's a charm. Okay. Can Can you please give me your uh, full name and your major and everything? Yes, my name is Andrew Bauer. I am a senior theater performance major with a minor in broadcasting. So, what made you decide to study theater at HU? What made me decide to study theater specifically at HU? Okay, so, uh, you've heard this story before. <laughs> okay, so my mom, um, she was, she went to Huntington to study theater around 2007, that area. I was in grade school, obviously. And I remember that she would always be rehearsing all our lines for these plays. And actually, I went down with my, my dad once and, uh, and her and we saw the Royal Cricket of Japan, I think. And that's, if you look on the wall in the lower MCA with all the productions, you will find that one there. Uh, she wasn't in that, but I remember watching it. And I remember she had another professor uh, before uh, Jay Duffer came. His name was David Schamberger. And I was like in third grade and I, <laughs> she introduced me to him, I was like, hi, Professor Hamburger. <laughs> and I uh, didn't mean to do that, I swear. I tried so hard to get his name right, but I kept getting it wrong. And of course, she was embarrassed because that's her professor. Um, so that's a funny anecdote. Um, and then I, um, uh, I, she was in the Glass Menagerie. She played Amanda Wingfield. That was kind of her last big thing she did there um but yeah so she went there she took a lot of classes and a lot was in a lot of shows i remember we were in disney world and she'd be studying her lines we were uh she was studying her lines for glass menagerie and i'd just be like what the heck we're in disney world you know what's this all about but whatever um so anyway i knew about huntington basically i knew about huntington i knew you know that it was a school nearby um and my mom went there and she really liked it um when glass menagerie I think Jay Duffer, who was a professor there for 10 years, he just left before Ryan Long came. So like this is Ryan's first year, Um, but he was my professor for most of college. Um, But anyway, yeah, he uh, he he was a guest director from New York because him and Melissa lived in New York at the time. Um, And they came and he came into direct class menagerie and then he actually was hired on full time and um, just as my mom was finishing, he was coming in. So that's kind of cool. And so, you know, so she knew the professor, which is good. So there, boom, there's a connect. Uh, so that's really awesome. Um, anyway, uh, but then, you know, as I as I got into theater more, my parents signed me up for lots of acting classes. I started doing more plays. It was funny. In fifth grade, I was like, I'm never doing a play. Mark my words. And then seventh grade came, and I was peer pressured into trying out for the, high, or the, the seventh grade musical. And, you know, I, it was kind of from there. I just kept doing more, sh- more and more shows, and I just love acting so much. My my parents actually are actors; they have their own production company. Um, so that that's that's kind of cool, and so it's always been in my blood, you know. Um, and I, I, you know, at first I was like, yeah, that's kind of a rocky uh, job to get into. You don't get much money, you know. You're always kind of like you hear about the whole starving artist thing, 
you know, maybe I'll go into broadcasting for, for a major because, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's a more secure job market. I can be sure to still get that, you know, uh, satisfaction of, you know, presenting something, you know, but, you know, I was kind of faking myself out there. I knew what I wanted. And so, you know, I uh, eventually came to terms with that. One person that really helped me realize that was uh, my media teacher, Nathan Gotch. He's, he's from L.A., um, and he, he taught at Concordia High School in Fort Wayne where I went for about a year and a half, so I was really lucky to have him. And, um, you know, he saw me in a show, and, you know, he really he really liked what I was doing, and he's like, you have what it takes to make it in this business. And, you know, I'm like, well, a guy from L.A. is telling me this. You know, that that's really awesome. And, um, you know, I mean, like, he, I, I'd like, I like to say that he's the one that kind of like pushed me over the edge and like made me decide to actually go for it. Cause up until then, I really feel like I was just kind of like faking myself out. I didn't think that I was good enough or and maybe not, not so much that a little bit of that. I mean, all, all actors are like, I'm not good enough, but you know, that mixed with uh, the whole thing of, you know, this isn't stable. This isn't a stable job market. And, you know, okay. I went to a Lutheran school. <laughs> so the people there are very they, they don't they don't seem to be the type of people that like to take risks a lot mm-hmm. a lot of the families that go there you know big you know risky things like that you know mm-hmm. you know have a stable job settle down you know mm-hmm. have your family that's that's by and large kind of the vibe that you get from you know the more conservative Lutheran school that I went to and mm-hmm. I loved my high school and you know to this day I say that some of the best memories of my life were made there do not get me wrong but you know most of the people there I feel like would be, you know, if I, if I asked an advisor or if I asked many people, they'd be like, you know, go for something a little more, you know, stable. Right. But, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody in the entertainment industry, you know, saw something in me and that really meant a lot. So anyway, that, that made me decide to start pursuing. And so then I'm like, okay, great. I know I want to do this. Fantastic. Where the heck do I go? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I knew that I didn't want to go too far away. Um, I wanted to be kind of close to home. You know, I was thinking maybe Taylor, but uh, that was too far. I was thinking IU. I was getting bad vibes from there. Ball State, eh, you know, that was cool. But, you know, I got accepted or whatever. But, like, it wasn't – it is too big, you know. I want, I've been I, I've been going to private Christian school my whole life, and I, I, I still wanted to continue that Christian education. So mm-hmm. – because I wasn't I – I didn't feel like I was spiritually ready to go into, like, a more, uh, you know – you know, non-Christian setting, you know, because I, I feel like I just, I'd be swayed too easily. I wanted a little bit more, you know, backbone to my faith and things. So that was something else. So I'm like, you know, I'd like to continue with the whole Christian education thing. I had a great time at Concordia and St. Paul's where I went to grade school. And so I'm like, uh, okay, we're somewhere close, Christian school. And, you know, immediately I went that think, thinking Huntington because, you know, my, my mom went there. She loved it so much. We actually went down. We saw a production of The Drowsy Chaperone my senior year. And if you look in the comm office, there is still a giant picture of that. And let me tell you, it was hilarious. That is one of my favorite musicals ever. It's like in my top three. I actually got to play uh, Mr. Feltzig in that a couple years ago at my high school. They have alumni summer musicals. And anyway, I went and saw this thing, and I thought it was extraordinary. And, you know, I was already, you know, talking to Professor Duffer in the school a little bit. It was kind of between Huntington and St. Francis, actually. But Huntington, obviously, that was kind of the nail in the coffin. It has a very, uh, after seeing that show, it has a very, you know, sturdy department and that was awesome it was a fantastic show very professional grade and i'm like this is what i want this is what i want to do and you know i i tried out got the scholarship uh there and i you know the rest is history i guess but that's kind of my journey of how i got the huntington 
So with you deciding to go to Huntington, did that help you get an internship in New York this past fall? Did it help me get an internship? In a way, yes. So, okay, I went to New York City for a semester through the King's College this past fall, and it was a great experience. I'd always wanted to travel or study abroad. I mean, it was abroad to me. It was still in the country, but I, you know, I'd never been that far away from home before, and I've always wanted to do that in my time in college. And so I got the opportunity, which was awesome. And so um, one big thing about going away, especially in a program that I'm the first student to have ever done this program in particular, the thing about going away is you got to figure out what credits will transfer so you're still on track to graduate. Um, you know, and so we found out, you know, I, okay, I needed to replace my directing class credit. And so um, I, uh, I, just, I was talking to the people in New York. I'm like, how can we, how can we replace this? And they're like, uh, you could, you know, do an internship. And I'm like, okay, internship. Uh, do you have any, I didn't want to intern for like, you know, uh, I don't know. They're, they have tons of theater internships, but a lot of them are administrative positions, you know, like, uh, I don't know, maybe producing or or something of that nature. But, I, you know, I wanted directing. I wanted to shadow a director, maybe get some tips. So they kind of, you know, uh, wheeled and dealed and made their own, um, I guess, uh, specialized internship for me. Um, no, nobody from Huntington really had anything to do with it. It was mostly the people in New York. Um, but you know, unfortunately, I, I did the internship. But the I was interning for a director, and he was doing a, 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 a play version or a stage version of uh, Paradise Lost by John Milton. It's the epic poem about Adam and Eve. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And you know, he had me doing some stuff for. You know, he had me, uh, you know, make a props list, things like that. And I, I watched it get workshop for a week, which is also really cool. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't, I didn't really get to see him like direct all that much. I got to see him do a little bit, but it wasn't like a ton. And yeah, it just, it wasn't enough. He didn't ever give me enough hours. I needed a hundred hours and I had to figure out another way to do it. So yeah, I didn't. Uh, that wasn't too cool, but nobody at Huntington really had anything to do with that. They just kind of signed off to say that I could go to New York, and it was up to me and the people in New York to kind of figure out how I, I was going to get the uh, directing credit. So we decided on an internship. Got it. So what what went through your mind when you first heard about the pandemic impacting classes and other community events at Huntington? Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, so first – reaction it's kind of a two-staged thing okay stage one was they they emailed us and they said you can come on campus we're going to social distance we're going to have a ton of hand sanitizer uh we're going to uh you know monitor facilities you can only be in a building for x amount of hours and you know i mean let's be honest i was bummed okay you know i'm like ah man, come on like this is so annoying and stuff but also i was kind of counting my blessings because a lot of other schools were closing completely like ball state and other schools across, across the country and so i'm just like ah, come on man like okay fine you know at least i'll be there with my friends my girlfriend will be there um and, you know i'll get the be hanging out and still doing my thing and just have to be in the dorm more. You know, I can deal with that. But then, you know, not long after they sent that email, email two came, it was kind of stage two, and they were like, oh, actually, you can't come back at all. You know, mm -hmm. unless you're an international student, 
you have uh, you know personal reasons you can't go home or you don't have the, the proper technological infrastructure i.e. Wi-Fi to get your coursework done then if you if you don't have if you don't qualify for any of those then you got to go and so I'm like well you know I don't really have the leg to stand on here and all my friends didn't either my girlfriend had to go home and you know she was a honestly a big part of why I wanted to stay and so anyway I then I went from okay this sucks I'm kind of bummed to heartbreak uh because now keep in mind I am a theater performance major so I had a lot of final performances to do not not you know main stage productions we did Charlie Brown earlier uh but things like I think it was about seven things uh let me see if I can name them all off it was uh pre-pandemic I was scheduled to be in the Concerto Winners Recital, uh, the Long Acre Honors Recital. I was going to have a joint senior recital with Amanda Fielding, another theater performance major. She has a minor in music. I was going to be in the Improvathon, most likely, our improv show. I was going to have Senior Showcase, which is literally where me and my fellow seniors in my class showcase all of their work that they've done in the last four years basically it's a big deal um and i was going to have the troublemakers concert and so i mean oh yeah and then the other thing was the opera theater workshop performance so i mean that right there is seven things all gone and you know that stinks and they i mean we're, we're trying to make my recital work we're going to maybe record it if the governor lets all the uh stay at home things let, lets that go a little bit it's supposed to start here soon maybe um, but everything's pretty much canceled. So that, on top of, okay, I'm also heartbroken because my girlfriend's leaving. And, you know, it's not some, like, boo-hoo, I'll see you in the summer or something. The reason why I was so heartbroken about that especially is because, you know, at the time, I was supposed to leave for Florida. I had I, – I, I got my first professional acting contract as an entertainer at a, at a resort in the Florida Keys – um, which was awesome. I was very excited to accept that. But, you know, obviously that meant that, you know, I had to be away from my girlfriend, you know, again, and family and friends. But, you know, me, her and I, we were, uh, we've been away a lot. So last fall, obviously, I was in New York City. I never got to see her. She did come out to New York once in the thanks over Thanksgiving break. It was great. We saw four shows. I saw 16 shows in all, by the way, in New York in my time there. So that was awesome. But it was a great weekend with her when she came in Thanksgiving. Um, but then, you know, I was kind of banking on this semester, you know, okay, you know, I get to actually spend some time with her for once. And then I got the job in Florida, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be gone for about a year, and, you know, I'll, I'll kind of come and go as I can, but, you know, my home will be in the Florida Keys for a year. So, you know, that was hard, but then I was like, at least we have the rest of the semester. No, then that's taken away. So that was really hard for me. You know, I... Um, I, I hate change. I've always hated it ever since I was a little kid. And so, you know, just this rapid out of nowhere shift, everything changed in like a week. I mean, it was insane. I, I was on spring break with some friends. And before I left, I said, uh, I don't know. I may never like see you guys again, you know, kind of tongue in cheek or whatever. But I didn't really think that I'd never see him again, you know. And so that was, that's, it's just really tough. I, mean, I never get to see my friends, you know, and you know, especially my girlfriend. So it was really heartbreaking. It was a really, really, really tough time. Got it. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but let, let me add this real quick. Okay. But 
one thing once I started getting into this whole quarantine thing is I was like, I gotta, you gotta look at the positives here. You know, you, we can, we all have a time to grieve. Everybody went through this or is going through this, Mm -hmm. but you have to look at the positives. And that's exactly what we did. A good example is, uh, my theater management class with the six and two theater company. Mm -hmm. And we mounted our own online one X. And just last night we had a news feature on the local Fox station in Fort Wayne. And we have two other articles being made. Mm-hmm. So that, that proves that you can persevere through this and still be successful. You just have to be innovative, creative, um, and just, you know, look at the glasses, you know, half full instead of half empty. Not mm-hmm. to say that I don't still get, get frustrated. We all still get frustrated. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I'm angry. I can't, you know, see my girlfriend, probably even, um, my, my, actually my, my Florida job is on hold now, mo- like many other people's jobs. Um, and you know, I'm frustrated that once school's over, I can't just, you know, go and see her because I'm not going to Florida right away. But you just, we got to work through all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to look at it from the positives. Would you say one of the positives would be like how the first half of the semester you starred in your Good Man Charlie Brown? Um, oh, yeah. Would you say that it was a, definitely like that was definitely a positive like outcome with all of this, like the timing and everything of it? Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're reading my mind. Um, it's like you've heard <laughs> this before. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you, you, you are totally right. Um, so if, if you look at a calendar and you, we, you see where the last weekend of Good Man Charlie Brown is, that was the week before spring break. And, you know, that last week before spring break, that whole area there that the next two weeks you know going into spring break and after that is when the pandemic really started to hit and everybody started closing things i mean i even when we were on it you're a good man charlie or ending you're a good man charlie brown i'm I'm pretty sure other schools were starting to shut down so Mm -hmm. we dodged a massive bullet man i mean i see all these other schools you know their their shows are being canceled and it's it's really sad um and so it was, uh, you know, God was really shining on us that we were able to do that. It was definitely a positive. And, you know, I, I'm just glad that we were able to spread that show and that story to so many people. All I wanted to do was make people happy. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I'll, I'll tell you about my uh, mom's friend. Uh, her name's Kira, and she was a good family friend of ours. And, you know, I hadn't seen her in a while, but she was basically at death's door. She had sickle cell anemia, and she was supposed to, you know, stay um, stay home. But she's like, no, I, I got to see this show. She just, she wanted to go out and see a nice, happy show with her mom. And so they came down and I mean, this lady, she's, she's amazing. She's just like hobbling over to us on oxygen. And I'm like, wow, you came all the way down to see this. I mean, I hadn't seen her in such a long time. And, you know, I'm like, wow, you came all the way down to see this. That's, that's amazing. She's like, I wasn't going to miss it. Right. Mm-hmm. And she went and she said, this is, of course, you know, this is before all the stay at home orders and stuff. And she went and she, uh, you know, said thank you to like almost every actor and told them how great of a job they did. I mean, wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, not even two weeks later, she actually passed away. Uh, and so I like to think that that's one of the last good memories she ever had with her mom and her mom ever had with her is seeing our show. And so, you know, that's, that's the reason why I do this. You know, it's, I love it. It gives me life to do theater and to act but also the impact that it has on other people like that. Like, I mean, if I can do that to people with my art, then yeah, I'm, this is what I'm meant to do. 
you know. Uh, and so that that was really amazing. That's real. That's a really nice story. If if it's all right with you, can I finish off with um, one more question? Yes, you can. Okay. So, how would what would you say is your favorite memory from these past years at Huntington? All right, my favorite memory from these past years at Huntington. So, I did. I, I gotta. I gotta give you like a top three. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay, I gotta give you a top three. Okay, so I'm gonna say junior year Davis Hall Follies was amazing. I love Davis Hall Follies. Uh, I mean, I, I, we won, right? I, I won Davis Hall yeah. Follies with Marco Evans. We did the uh, Who's on First bit, Abbott and Costello, classic comedy bit. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. Get cultured, it's hilarious. Um, or hire us to do it for you. No, um, but, <laughs> no. I, I mean that guy. We're like, we're just a couple of like goofy goofballs. I mean, if you like listen to us on Bam Talk on the radio, I mean that's like, uh, that's the essence of us. We're just we're just goofy, and we love you know doing stupid like comedy sketches and voices and characters and stuff. And like the dude's hilarious. He's great. Uh, like he's a walking cartoon and so you know we had a lot of fun with this thing and so we we learned the whole skit and you know yeah whatever we didn't have time to learn it but you never have time to do anything for davis hall but you just got to do it it's one of those things and man i'm glad we did because we won and it was just awesome and i remember actually uh this is a flashback to a year from right around now forester night last year my junior year Mm -hmm. the winners of the winners of davis hall follies they get to go and perform one last time the, their oh, act for really? Forrester Night. And so we, <laughs> I remember we did it, and we, we changed a couple things. If anybody knows Marco, he's, like, really into race car driving and just cars in general. Mm-hmm. And he came on stage, and but, like, the whole, the whole beginning of the act is I come out, you know. I'm like, oh, where the heck is this guy, you know? Where, where is he? I, I'm waiting for my partner. I can't see him. Where has he been? And then, you know, he comes running on stage. I, I, if I if my memory serves me correct, there was like a spotlight on him, maybe, and he's like, "Hey, I'm coming, Bauer! I'm coming! I'm coming!" He comes up, and this the time we did it for Forrester night. He has a, this racing helmet on, and I'm like, "What? What were you doing?" He's like, "I was driving, trying to park my car or something, I, some something stupid like that." And then I I have this plastic baseball bat in my hand because you know it's who's on first. It's uh-huh. like the theme is like baseball, yeah. and I remember I just hit his helmet. And the visor just breaks off and falls on the floor. I like everybody loses it, obviously. You know, this auditorium full of people for Forrester Night. And I'm like, well, okay. Did you stay in character? Oh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, it it was funny. And so, you know, it it was really, really funny. And everybody loved it. We just went went along with it. But I, I love it when crap like that happens. Especially for an act like that. It'd be one thing if maybe we were doing, like, you know, Hamlet that's at the end with the sword fight and, like, somebody drops the sword in the audience. That, that would suck. But, like, you know, this was, like, goofy. So it, it lends itself to being, you know, permissible, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was, that was – I just remembered that. Um, but, yeah, so we won Davis Hall, and I, I just loved that. That was great. And then um, after that, another great memory – uh, that I had was Olympiad, and we won that too. I was my junior year. We were the Moo Room team, and I remember we cleaned up on the MCA events. We did uh, like a a big farm themed uh, 
uh, acapella, and I was like the front front runner for that. I, I, I sang, I was the lead singer for that. That was a ton of fun that we came up with. And then we did, uh, la, la. oh yeah, 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 we did freaking, oh my gosh. Uh, uh, disclaimer, I love to embarrass my girlfriend. It is <laughs> one of my many skills. Uh, we did uh, an air band competition and naturally we did Cowboy Casanova, right? You know, we're all like farm themed and stuff. And so I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'll be the, the uh, headliner for that too. Uh, so I, <laughs> they dressed me up as Carrie Underwood, got me some Beautiful leather boots, uh, of course, like a dress or something. Did makeup, blonde wig, and my girlfriend. Oh, sorry, Paris. She was in the uh, she was in the back playing the air guitar, and she's like, I she I see her boyfriend up there being Carrie Underwood and flaunting what I got. That she <laughs> loved it and hated it. It was great. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Hannah Sneed, like, taught me choreography for that. I'm not the best dancer, but I strutted my stuff. You know I did. <laughs> it was so <laughs> fun. Uh, I was such a ham. It was, it was great. Stayed in character the whole time. And we won that, too. So those two big events were great. Um, and then one other thing. It's just I remember my first Davis Hall, my freshman year. They, they, did, they had a band, and it had Christiana in it, who was actually on The Voice, if you remember, a couple years ago. And she was, uh, they did like a cover of Seven Nation Army. It was mm-hmm. great. And, and Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana, by Nirvana, I think, which are like two epic songs. And I, like the whole entire like, like auditorium just rushed the stage. It was like a rock concert. And I remember freshman me was like, this is just awesome. I love this community. I love this campus. Huntington's campus and community is just fantastic. And then oh, I do also have to just put in a plug for my theater uh, memories too. I mean, I, I played Joseph and yes, Charlie Brown was my senior project, but Joseph was my dream role in my favorite musical. And I got to play Joseph and it was just amazing. It was like a dream come true, which is funny because he interprets dreams. <laughs> um, and I just, my, the costume was amazing. And Sarah Maloney an alumni, she, she, she made it, the, the coat literally like glowed in the dark with led lights in it. It was amazing. And I just, just like the dream coat, man. I just the dream coat was amazing. Dreams, uh, um, but uh, I love that. And then of course Charlie Brown. I mean, come on, it's my senior project. You know, I put a lot of work into that. It, it was just, it was a good last show, and I'm glad that we could make everybody happy with it. It was a good last hurrah for sure. So, um, you know, I Huntington is will always be my home. I, it's where I made some of the best relationships and memories of my life, and got stronger in my faith and learned so much and. You know, I'll be sure to always come back, visit, see all the shows, and, you know, I I love that place. And, you know, that's why I was so sad when I couldn't go back. Everybody was just so hurt, you know, because people love that campus. You know, that is their home, and I'm one of them. So, yeah, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Well, thank you for taking the time to uh, do this interview, and thank you for your patience and everything. No problem, and uh, I hope that it recorded okay, you know. Thank you, Andrew, for joining us on this special episode of Rooted Senior Conversations. Make sure to subscribe to Rooted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like our podcast, we encourage you to rate and review it. And as always, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay rooted, HU.